This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Where are the dictators? Where are the strong men? Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I'm going to fight for Christians. I'm going to fight for white people. They have the Great Reset. We have the Great Awakening. And why shouldn't I root for Russia? Because Which I am. I want to see these people go through misery because of their grooming against our children. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol. I did nothing wrong. Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. On this episode of the Did Nothing Wrong pod, I'm joined once again by Haley from Arizona Right Wing Watch. Haley just attended Turning Point USA's America Fest, which features an amazing assemblage of charlatans, grifters, and all-around suspicious characters. And she's here to talk about the highlights of what's become the Grift Rights premier yearly event. Stick around. Haley, welcome back to Did Nothing Wrong. Thanks for joining us again, and it's great to talk to you. Um, hello. Thank you for having me. Formalities. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear the circus was in town. Mm-hmm. And by circus, I mean Turning Point USA's America Fest, which seems to be a four-day event full of clowns. Yep, yep, yep. It's a yearly event. Oh, <laughs> uh, yuck. And you went to this. <laughs> yep, yearly. <laughs> wow. Thank you for your service. And for those of you who are blissfully unaware of exactly what this is, community college dropout Charlie Kirk and his organization, Turning Point USA or TPUSA, would, as the kids would say, if they actually had any real kids engaged in this, they put on these conventions where they charge a whole ton of money to attend and you get to listen to speeches and rub elbows with all your favorite parasocial MAGA personalities. Like you get your photo taken with the QAnon shaman shit like that. It's like fantasy camp for right-wing culture warriors. And Charlie is really grateful that all these people showed up. In fact, you quoted him as saying he was thankful for those in the audience who maxed out their credit cards and went to their savings account to be there. Uh, this is just gross. Uh, no other word for it. Do you think there were a lot of people who basically went into debt to support Charlie on this one? Well, okay. So the pricing at Turning Points America Fest is very interesting. The younger you are, the cheaper it gets, mm. <laughs> which makes me feel old. <laughs> one year I priced up like a hundred bucks and I was like, come on, man. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But so if you're 15 and under, it's still 60 bucks, which is expensive as hell. Right. And then they also expect you to stay in the accompanying hotels that are nearby that are like kind of partnered with the event. Right, right. They've got some kind of vig with the hotels where they kick back a certain percentage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like conventions tend to do. And nothing's cheap there. Everything is very overpriced. If you want to listen, if you even want to watch Charlie give some of these interviews that he's giving him on these four days, there was an exclusive Charlie Kirk VIP section oh. where you had to pay even more money <laughs> <laughs> to listen to him talk. <laughs> so, like, you can listen to Charlie Kirk talk on the broadcast and that's free. But if you want to sit next to Charlie Kirk or closer to Charlie Kirk while he's talking, that's going to cost you more. Yeah, so much money, just levels of money. <laughs> I noticed that he had like two different tiers of his VIP section. Does the one mean that you get to sit closer to him while he's talking? Or <laughs> what, what exactly do you get here? You get front row. Front I think row you get while he's texts. talking? 
which is so Ooh, fun. Text, text yeah. from Charlie Kirk. Yeah, automated wow. texts. Press stop. You know, stop <laughs> <laughs> texts. But okay, here's the thing though with the people that do show up, you'll see a lot of young people in the crowd. Like if you actually watch the teleprompter shots, right, right. But it is kind of like thirty percent young people, seventy percent the actual more older crowd that Charlie's trying to get money off of. Right. Um, and the younger ones are usually you talk to them a lot of them are affiliated with turning point usa they're like ambassadors influencers like they run student clubs and they give those kids travel stipends to be there right right so they're not exactly maxing out they're there for like propaganda purposes (laughs) right you know likes on the instagram photos Mm -hmm. and videos that make it seem hip yeah, you know, building their own personal brand for when it's their turn to actually show up and be one of the people speaking at this. So that's that brass ring they all seem to be chasing. You said Charlie was really, really pushing himself this year, like even more than usual. He's selling VIP memberships, like you said, his books, his hot sauce, hot sauce, <laughs> his wife's purpose driven Christian clothing brand. I mean, he lives down there. I'm assuming he's got a pretty nice place. Uh, he lives in Scottsdale, which is, if for those don't who don't know, that is like the wealthy area of Arizona. It's kind of actually like one of the wealthy areas in the country. Oh, wow. It's it's very expensive to live out there. It's very fancy. He lives in a like nearly five million dollar mansion with his <gasps> wife, who used to be a Miss Arizona. <sighs> Living the dream. And it's a gated community where it has a country club that costs half a million dollars a year to be a part of (sighs) no wonder this guy thinks you don't need to go to college i mean seriously (laughs) (laughs) he did great and he dropped out of community college look at him wow so it looked from the list of attendees and the list of people who were supposed to be speaking at this like you had literally all the usual suspects Uh, you had trump jr you had roger stone patrick burns riley Gaines, vivek ramaswamy tim pool i noticed was doing an exclusive broadcast from this thing no trump supporters hate him somehow they made an exception and actually put him in there you had matt gates carrie lake steve bannon this is like a who's who of the grift right (laughs) yeah you know who is missing kyle rittenhouse he was there the first year as like the big headliner they had him as like a very special and mysterious guest the first year. Wow. Man. Because it was right after he got out. Right. And like they had a video that showed his victim's corpse on the big screen. Oh my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> that is fuck. And then they had they introed him with like his own custom like Calvert House rap song. Oh my and God. like pyrotechnics and like confetti wow he was not there this year though i don't know what was that about (laughs) that is that is unfortunate i mean to fall from that level of grace where you get your own intro like you're a pro wrestler or something you get your intro and your pyro and everything and this year you're not even there i mean wow Mm -hmm. the thing that blew my mind the hardest is that they've got so many sponsors for this thing like You've got my pillow, extra 10% off when you use promo code Grifter. But, <laughs> he was there too. <laughs> I bet he was. You have your more obscure hustles like this Woke Tears water company thing. <laughs> you can talk about some of the scammy stuff you saw there. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is my personal favorite part of the event because you kind of know what you're going to hear from all the speakers. Right. Um, it's like Benny Johnson. I actually listened to his whole thing for some fucking reason. I have no interest. <laughs> There's no reason for me to watch him. 
<laughs> I was just like, sure, I'll sit here through this. And it was just like, okay, I've seen all this on your Twitter timeline. He was just putting up memes that he's already put on the Twitter timeline and just like telling the joke that he told on the Twitter timeline. Like there's no original material here. Wow. So you kind of know what you're going to see. You kind of know what you're going to hear. It's like you hear Riley Gaines speak. You're going to hear the transphobic jokes. You're going to hear bonus hole. You're going to hear all the greatest hits out of her. She said bonus hole. She said she that. Did. Oh, wow. I, she that fucking is, did. She that fucking is did. Amazing. <laughs> Parlaying a mediocre athletic career into conservative success. This is really, really is the American dream for these people. <laughs> yeah. Like you'll get the same speeches kind of, but the main hall, right? The exhibit hall has hundreds of the most random shit you will ever find because they try to market they try to do like this parallel economy shit right right you know like you like coffee well your coffee's fucking woke so how about so you want some anti-woke coffee you want some patriot ah, coffee Ah, patriot coffee you want patriot meat mm-hmm. i'm not kidding they sell meat um oh, wow <laughs> you want to get meat at america fest <laughs> I remember seeing the Patriot beer after the whole Bud Light thing went kind of viral. <laughs> there was some guy selling Patriot beer and it was like some enterprising gentleman who found a white label company who makes like private private stock stuff for brands and got them to put some flags on it and was selling it for some ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. And I mean, you it's that <laughs> kind of have to admire the hustle, if nothing else. Like these people know they've got an audience that will pay premiums for this kind of stuff to have their prejudices catered to. And they're just out there rinsing these people. It's just amazing. Yeah. There's like anti-woke makeup. It's like, what? What, what are we doing? What? I wouldn't trust that either. Your lips are going to fall off. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you're going to get this weird skin infection. I mean, <laughs> we tested it on all the animals. We tested it on tons of animals. We're so anti-woke. And they're charging these people a ton of money to be out there doing this. They've got, I, I looked at the event sponsorship levels that you posted and it looks like you've got you know your thousand bucks is the bare minimum plus a 298 dollar and 97 cent to add to cover the fees to sponsor this thing and it goes all the way up to ten thousand dollars and you know god knows what some of these bigger companies are probably paying to be there but it seems like these people are just all over it they they know that they're going to probably make at least that much back in grift over the weekend so they're just going to go for it and you had some groups that were kind of expected to see there. You, you know, obviously your Regent University, Students for the Second Amendment, that kind of stuff. You've also got the new federal state of China as one of the big sponsors, which is Going Way's project he and Steve Bannon are doing that seems to be this weird astroturfed group that shows up at protests and claims to be anti-CCP, and there's some really interesting reporting about that that went out there about just how this might not be exactly what you think it is. It seems to be <laughs> an absolute hustle to convince boomers that they're supporting the eventual like takeover of the state of China. It's like Steve Bannon's newest thing. They're a big sponsor there. They've sponsored the previous years, too, and oh, they wow. also stream the event like a full stream of America Fest. Wow. That is just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That is so sketchy. That whole thing he's got going is just the sketchiest thing ever. And speaking of sketchy, there was another sponsor at America Fest called um, Mayhem Solutions Group. They Mm -hmm. are a hate group militia that seems to have faced some legal complaints throughout the U.S. for illegally promoting themselves as private security. They were hired as a security firm by this transport company called Wind Transportation that bust 50,000 asylum seekers from Texas to mainly Democratic-led cities. What can you tell us about Mayhem Solutions? They're local to down there, right? What have they done in the past? Yeah, they're in Casa Grande, which is kind of like in between Phoenix and the border, kind of. Okay. So we have a lot of these types of guys here where it's like, (laughs) we're just a bunch of buddies who have suburban tanks. Let's form a group (laughs) and go down (laughs) to the border (laughs) (laughs) and point guns at migrants because the border patrol doesn't care, you know? So they market themselves as a security group. They specifically say we are not a militia, which you'll hear that from uh-huh. a lot of militias. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all have various reasons for that, but it seems like they are trying to kind of be like, we're a security group. Sean Wilson, the CEO and founder, he used to be a, a police officer and he got into like some hot water because he shot and killed a sovereign citizen here oh yeah that's a hmm, that's a sticky one yeah and it was kind of like even if it wasn't a sovereign citizen would have been iffy situation kind of you know like yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> so he is no longer a cop bummer bummer killer cop gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> and now he does this and uh they have like these really high power drones right and this really again just fancy suburban tank <laughs> <laughs> that they roll down to the border and they call the you know they do security work down there which means that they're patrolling the border and probably working alongside border patrol right that bill melligan is that how, how you say his name from fox news right i think so i think it's melligan yeah He's the piece of shit, listeners who don't know, who will constantly be filming migrants at the border just to scare you um, about their presence. And just, you know, just constantly. He's like got a near permanent presence down there. Right, right. To make you hate the migrants at the border. And sometimes he gets baited into falling for tampons in coffee cups of cops stories oh that guy yeah (laughs) definitely he's got uh he's another like really credulous fox journalist he's another one of these guys that just absolutely you believe everything he says and he believes everything he hears and absolutely it's it's really amazing if you ever need to put some absolute nonsense out there on the air this is apparently the guy that you should call absolute fascist Well, speaking of fascists, one of the other groups that you mentioned had a booth at America Fest is an Oath Keeper offshoot group called Lions of Liberty. And this Mm -hmm. is a group that was accused of violating the Ku Klux Klan Act and the Voting Rights Act due to their 2022 midterm voter intimidation project targeting Dropbox voters. Now, I found this really interesting because when I was looking at the agenda and the schedule for this thing and some of the breakout group agendas... One of the things that they really seem to be heavily focused on this time around, you could broadly call it voter suppression. Mm -hmm. Things like how to be poll watchers. And I didn't see very much focus on things like getting out their own voters. It seemed like they were mostly focused on how to stop the other side from voting. Does that kind of jibe with what you saw? Yeah, absolutely. They're big into like... like uh you know sign up to be a poll watcher they had a big banner Mm -hmm. that was like about 
getting involved and becoming a poll watcher. Right. What that is code for is please radicalized voter, please go help disrupt the elections next time around and also feed us information that you probably shouldn't be feeding us with your position. That's kind of what I get out of that. Right. You know, Uh, not to be too conspiratorial, but it's like there's a lot of push to get people who are actually not into democracy into the election process. Right, right. We saw that last election cycle where we had people who were claiming to be poll watchers that showed up and their whole goal was to just essentially start fights, Mm -hmm. to start drama and trouble and hassle anybody who looked somewhat dark skinned or hassle anybody who looked like they might not necessarily be that kind of American. And it caused a lot of mayhem. We just actually saw the judgment that got served against Rudy Giuliani, who filed for bankruptcy this morning, bummer, because he just got slapped with a libel judgment because of his constant claims of the election being stolen and two election workers having to uproot their entire lives and move on from that because Rudy wouldn't shut up. And it seems like they're still talking about how this election was stolen. They can't let that one go. And they're just gearing up to do far more of it again. I'm sure you probably heard a few speeches about how the election was stolen and how this was miscarriage of justice at this point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Common theme. Right. And in terms of that lines of liberty, who it's like, okay, they got in trouble last time around for us. They, they came up with this operation called Operation Dropbox, and they okay. were working alongside like radicalized so-called constitutional sheriffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the bad future right there. Yeah. To basically like film people who were voting at the drop boxes and then take photos of their license plates and their faces to, I mean, some people were getting thrown online, you know, because these are not responsible people. No, not at all. (laughs) They're uh, supposedly sending them to law enforcement. Um under the like these are mules these are people voting illegally and some people had guns that kind of went incredibly like like nationally that made right. national news so yeah that, that that's why these groups got sued for voter intimidation and it's like okay well what's really been done to stop them have will they be will they stop that the next time around no all these lions of liberty guys men this is technically breaking news on here i guess but <laughs> they're all precinct committee men Ooh. They've all now become part of the election process. The turning point spokesperson was literally like, oh, this is the, we he made an excuse for why they were there and said, like, this is our first time interacting with them and we support the voting process kind of thing. Huh. And it's like it is not the first time that they've interacted with them. They've been working with them like pretty heavily on precinct committeemen stuff. So it's like. These people were doing voter intimidation last time around, and now they are part of the actual political process now. Right, right. These are the people that were the disruptors last time, and now they've all signed up to work the polls. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely seeing a shift towards these people aren't going to be making it any easier for people to vote this time around. If anything, they're going to be making it harder, and they're going to be making it harder from the inside. Exactly, yes. Which, again, seems like their strategy this time around. And that's not what you would think a group that was confident in their ability to win an election on votes would be doing. They seem to be more geared towards, well, let's see if we can disqualify enough of their voters. And if we can't, let's see if we can cause enough chaos to potentially throw the outcome in doubt. 
which definitely seems to be the play from what you're saying in Arizona. Yeah, we see a lot of that. There was a lot of that during the midterm, like radicalized militia guys filming things they shouldn't have been filming, trying to sow disinformation, sow sow chaos, sow doubt in the election. And this is kind of a dumb question, I think. But (laughs) is there an agency, a law enforcement agency whose job it is is to stop this stuff? Is this an FBI thing, do you know? Or is this who who does one call? In these events, you know, obviously the local police are going to punt this down the road. And if your local sheriff is a constitutional sheriff and he's anything like the constitutional sheriffs we have up in Washington state, that's not going anywhere. So if you find yourself in that position and you're, you know, wanting to potentially escalate this to an enforcement agency, is this an FBI thing or is this who do you who do you actually talk to? Yeah, because like on election day, there is a lot of civil rights groups that are like, if you're being intimidated, uh, like there are like hotlines and resources to reach out to about like voter intimidation. Right. But it's like, what does that do with like the DOJ stepped in as far as the guns, the people who had guns. Right. But it's like, what does that do? Right. It's like, <laughs> you there's, know? there's a man waving a gun and talking about how I'm a mule. What do I do? You know, this yeah. is just, uh, how do I handle this? How do I deescalate this guy? I guess you just have to hope that you don't deal with a radicalized sheriff or cop. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a weird position, right? When it's like the sheriffs are also kind of helping. It's like. Right. Right. And we've had some of that up here. There's just quite a few sheriffs in this neck of the woods who bought into all that constitutional sheriff stuff and they didn't enforce COVID mandates for that reason. And I really just don't think you could call these people to adjudicate any problem that you might have with somebody who is probably somebody they go drinking with periodically that, yeah, it's, it's a real scary prospect and you start to wonder what can we do to stop this? What can we do to, you know, protect people from it? How do we get to the point where we're not worried about having people's faces and names and license plate numbers broadcast online because some Yahoo decided this is his, you know, sacred duty to protect an election or something stupid like that. Find some mules. (laughs) Yeah. Find some mules. (laughs) Along the same lines, you mentioned that the heritage foundation had a booth promoting their project 2025 initiative. They had some stickers, some tote bags, and Mm -hmm. we've covered project 2025 some on this podcast. And it's basically a full restructuring of the government. It's a full restructuring of the way various departments work, making everything that they can roll up to the president. They're really working on an imperial presidency, the idea that whoever's in charge would have absolute hire and fire power over practically every bureaucrat, practically every government official. I think they're talking about disbanding any kind of government union that would happen and making all of these people like basically at will employees of the president. And it's the kind of thing that gets cited a lot for when people ask the question, like, why are you so scared of a second Trump term? Well, it kind of starts here because we've already seen what the guy tries to get up to when there are at least some level of guardrail in place. And a second Trump term, as we've talked about before on this program, the the guardrails are gone. There just isn't anybody who's going to stop this guy or who can, because I think the play for him is going to be, I'm just going to do it and you see if you can stop me. I'm going to do all of these things and we don't care if it's illegal. We're just going to go ahead and push through this. And this is what 
Heritage has sort of put out with their Project 2025 plan, which is kind of a, I guess you want to say an intellectual framework for how they figure they're going to justify all of this stuff. And it's, it's pretty terrifying, the idea that we're one election away potentially from not having any more elections if these people get their way. Absolutely. They're just like, you, if you sign up, you get a tote. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, people will absolutely sell their soul for a tote bag and some stickers. It's kind of amazing to see what you can get people to sign up for with that. I'm looking at the photo right now because it's right under my post about Project 2025. There was a lot of conversion therapy stuff there. Oh. Which feels relevant to mention because it's like, wow, we're still doing this. It's illegal up here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The Washington State Legislature passed a law making it illegal, and it actually just survived, I think, a Supreme Court challenge. So not up here. They're not doing conversion therapy. Like, they they do it like conversion prayer. It's a lot of pray the gay away stuff. Oh, God. There was a booth specifically, they would not give up merch or give up info Mm. unless you were a priest because it was for so-called struggling pastors. Ah, Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the guy was like, he had a video just constantly rolling that was like, I used to be sick. He meant gay. Right. Right. And like, you know, then I, you know, cured, got cured by the power of God kind of stuff. And like, now I want to help you cure yourself from your sins kind of shit. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I noticed that one of the big tradcath newsletters or websites is called Church Militant. It's a big traditionalist Catholic thing. And the guy who runs that is an ex-gay. And, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That guy was an ex-gay and has had that kind of thing following him around for a while. And you can tell where he's putting his energy into instead of, you know, actually having maybe a loving relationship with another human being, he decided he'd rather just go be a hater. Mm -hmm. And this is what it's doing for people. And speaking of haters, I saw a video going around of what looked to me like an African-American guy getting gay bashed by a bunch of people who looked like gripers. Did -hmm. you happen to see this or hear about this? Yes. There was actually a lot of inviting going on. You know, you have a lot of personalities there. Mm -hmm. The Q Shaman was fighting with Matt Gates. <laughs> yeah, what a sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we know what that means, too. That's the sad part. And uh, yeah, there was a there was a little crowd of Nazi groipers wandering around because, I mean, they would have been there. A lot of them probably would have been there anyway. Right. Because, you know, they like to troll all the turning point events right. and traditional conservative events. But there was a rumor that Nick Fuentes was going to hold a rally across the street. He was going to hold it up uh, America first. Right. Conference. Right. Mm -hmm. He had been hinting for months, like the America first conference was going to be in December. And so a lot of people kind of were like, okay, probably a America fest. Cause that's how he does it. Right. Right. And like, he was not giving details until, and then the like last two weeks he said like, Oh, it's canceled. <laughs> so a bunch of them came out here anyway like again i think a lot of them would have been out here anyway but there was just a bigger abundance because there was the rumor that daddy was going to be here <laughs> <laughs> and we already have kind of a small little group of these fucking Nazi pieces of shit here. Right. So, yeah, the whole group of them was meeting. This was not at America Fest. This was at an after party at a bar nearby. Okay. And it was an after party hosted by 
Republicans for National Renewal, which is like they're a fascist group too. Uh, Amanda Moore, for, you know, right, Amanda right, Moore. yeah, we've had Amanda on the program before. That's one of her groups that she's written about. Right, right. They do this every year. They similarly hold an event directly across the street from America Fest every year and have like way more obvious white supremacists at these events. Some right. people that can't even get in America Fest sometimes, and they'll have like politicians there and people who were at the traditional America Fest, and then they also sometimes booth at like the turning point conferences republicans for national renewal they are like a sponsor so they always hold this event they always hold like a christmas reception there were a bunch of elected officials there even locally and ones from around the country and the gripers were all there the nazis the white Uh. the white supremacists were all there and rob smith he is a turning point usa commentator longtime turning point usa commentator influencer right. who is black and gay huh. <laughs> he went into the uh the bar and they started to follow him around and they were they were calling him the n-word and calling him the f-slur oh boy and he started to call nick fuentes gay and that's when some of them kind of like Mm-mm. yeah and like hard blocked him out and they they were just like berating him and like kind of berated him out of the bar right and uh yeah he went on cnn last night to talk about it i mean he was like he was harassed and like there were like uh jr majewski admitted to hearing them say like the awful stuff a bunch of the guys admitted it because now there's like this oh well you weren't actually called the n-word in the video kind of debate going on yeah because that's where I saw the video. It seemed like it started right about the time he started calling Nick Fuentes gay. And that's mm-hmm. when those guys got really, really upset. And, started, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I mean, who knows about Fuentes? I mean, I'd like to see him explain the Catboy Cammy stuff at some <laughs> point better than he actually has. But, you know, whatever. It's a big it's a big world. We, we have room for all types of people here, Nick. You don't oh, have yeah. to do what you're doing. It was so funny how defensive they got. They were just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they know. Yeah, they know. (laughs) They know (laughs) that video went super viral because people were kind of making fun of Rob Smith. Like, oh, you're part of Turning Point USA. Like, what do you expect? But there is this rift, as you know, Mm -hmm. I don't have to explain between the Turning Point USA and. Oh, yeah. Like they want to radicalize Turning Point USA slash troll it. And the thing is, they're getting closer because it seems like Charlie is moving farther down towards the Nick Fuentes position on all sorts Mm -hmm. of issues pretty much every day. Charlie's full on great replacement now. Mm -hmm. He's actually saying that out in public. He's gotten towards the idea of, you know, Jewish financial capital being a problem. And it's not too far from that to the 14 words it really isn't oh yeah he's definitely going to be there within a couple of years if not sooner he's going to be naming the jew as they say out loud i think at some point because this is just where this arc leads you start in on this and next thing you know this is this is where you're at you you spend enough time on twitter you see it happen to all kinds of people all kinds of personalities and Charlie is moving in that direction. So it's really interesting that he's, you know, the the Groypers are still trying to push this even farther down the line, you know, probably towards, you know, Catholic fascism, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, Nick's new new cause is like, let's just kill everybody who believes in the occult. But also with the the Charlie Great replacement stuff, because he was saying that on stage, there was a lot of like, you need to have as many babies as possible, even if you can't afford it. 
<laughs> on stage, which was a little bit frightening. Yeah. There is a big element of like, you all need to get out there and start fucking. <laughs> and there's, there was speed dating. They do that right. They have like the right stuff app and they kind of like force pair people. They have oh, like God. this like cut out with <laughs> two people's face in and they're like, it says it's a match. Oh, and it's like, it, they want you to fuck. And uh, like Charlie will be like, I met my wife at Turning Point USA. Go out there and meet your wife. You know, like have some babies. Have we need the white babies. babies. Have many white uh-huh. babies. Drop out of school, women. Don't go to college. <laughs> don't have a career. Go have babies. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And um, there is, they literally tell women, like, don't, you don't, you shouldn't be focusing on a career. There's a lot of talking down to women at this event. It's like Shock. a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit degrading. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'll talk to people and they just like do not care about you if you're a woman. They're like, sorry, you do not go to college here. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that like, I think that Turning Point USA has radicalized a lot because Charlie, Charlie's been wrapping himself in like hate pastors. They recently, two of his commentators slash like videographers just gay bashed a professor here at Arizona State University and they're facing charges for that. I remember that. Isn't this the same woman that showed up at some of the school board meetings claiming not to be affiliated with TPUSA or am I misremembering that? Uh, the, the person that gay bashed the professor was, a uh, Kaylin D'Almeida. He does frontlines for him. Okay. No, if it's a he, then no. Cause there was a woman that showed up to the school board meeting and was claiming not to have anything to do with TPUSA. And it came out later. She was a producer for one of their shows. We get that a lot here. Yeah. Just like <laughs> woman talking. I'm random. I'm a random mom concerned. And then it's yeah. like, you find out she's turned point commentator. Oh my and God. Charlie, honestly, Charlie and Erica his wife come to school board meetings and speak sometimes. And then you'll see it as turning point USA content. We deal with it in the most worst nightmare way. Cause they all live here and it's headquartered here. My God, <laughs> seriously. So this gets into an interesting question that I've had for a while. Cause I've talked to a few people recently about, you know, bubbles and online stuff, maybe looking like it's a little bigger than it is. What kind of real, like, actual physical presence do these people bring? You were talking about the school board meetings and the ballot box intimidation stuff. What else do they do in order to kind of assert that this is something more than, you know, a bunch of people online donating money to Charlie Kirk? Like, you mean just Turning Point USA? Yeah, like, how visible are they in the area? What What do you see of this? Would you know they're there? Is this the kind of thing they're big enough that you would have some idea of that or... Here in Arizona, yes, because the the Arizona GOP works pretty explicitly with them. The, the Turning Point USA has Turning Point Action, right? Which is how they get away with like all this political campaigning. The totally unrelated pack. Oh, not a unrelated. thing. Not connected. Charlie just changes hats. We got to say that. <laughs> totally yep. unrelated. You have nothing to do with it. This is not illegal. <laughs> Don't look into it. Like there's there's elected officials here who put their. PR statements through Turning Point USA. Like if the media talks to them, like it's like go through Turning Point USA to get my comment. Like they are very much part of the Republican Party here. The influencers all kind of like do have to be out here part time because the studios out here, the Turning Point headquarters. There was some of them leaving town and like they were like scare posting videos of brown people on their airplane like there's illegal immigrants on my airplane and it's like charlie needs to stop bringing these scared kids from the suburbs all over the country to phoenix because they see a brown person and freak the absolute fuck out um (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah so they all like kind of part-time stay here they produce a lot of content here it's really annoying and then also <laughs> probably the most noticeable thing is that they are just part of the the school like the fight against uh, public schools here right charlie and turning point usa have turning point academy which is a k-12 oh, curriculum yeah <laughs> You like that? That sounds really <laughs> excellent, and I'm sure the academic standards are super high, and I'll bet the science <laughs> curriculum is absolutely top-notch. <laughs> Just got a feeling. Oh, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's really good. But yeah, they brag like how many campuses that they are on, like have a club. They're in high schools, college campuses. The, they That's kind of their goal is like, let's get a club on every high school and in every college because then then you just got a, a little group of them there uh, you know <laughs> and it's it's like a little charlie army throughout the country oh boy here honestly some of the turning point people that do go to like the colleges are constantly snitching on professors for like my professor said this thing that's too critical race theory to this to that so like there is a lot of professors here that are on the professor watch list right because so many little snitches <laughs> little patriot snitches are uh, like my teacher said something too gay you know <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of that <laughs> you know it's interesting because we had um alexander reed ross on the program who is on that list and he was talking about like what you get when you get on that list and it's apparently a thing you will get all kinds of hate and death threats and the whole nine yards from all over the country maybe even all over the world who knows but charlie has really turned his little doxing operation down there into something that you know it's one thing when you've been dealing with it for a while you know it's still not good but at least you kind of know what you're getting into he's putting elementary school teachers on this list <laughs> Most of these elementary school, I don't know how many elementary school teachers you've ever met, but I've met a few, and they tend to be pretty mild-mannered kind of people who really just want to work with kids and try to get kids, you know, a good start in life and maybe learn a few things along the way. And they're not really equipped at all to deal with the level of harassment campaign that a guy like Charlie Kirk is capable of pulling off with this thing. Yeah, when he, like, brings his hate campaign on someone, it's not just Charlie, it's the whole turning point operation and then a bunch of those right-wing influencers that you'll see at these events because they all you know charlie's got like over two million followers on twitter so mm -hmm. it's like he starts harassing one professor here he's really got it out for a group of them here yeah and yeah they'll just get constant harassment their families will get harassed they'll get you know not just the professor watch list website but like other hate sites and just it's just like oh you're one of the commies you're one of the people ruining this country now we hate you even though we know nothing about you it's just charlie told us to hate you and god forbid libs of tiktok picks up that ball absolutely then it gets really ugly yeah yeah and it all seems to be kind of like working in concert like there's this i don't know what do you want to call it i mean a, a hate machine or a hate mm -hmm. apparatus that just they find a name they put that name out there in the ecosystem and that person should probably move and change their name because the level of harassment you're going to get from that is just biblical. And they're pretty happy about that because it allows them to, to warn the others, as it were, that if you get too far out of the line in a place like Arizona, this is what's going to happen to you. And it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty good way of putting it. Like, okay, so one year, I think it might have been last year or the first year, it was before the Leah Thomas 
who's the trans swimmer, the trans NCA swimmer. Right. That story kind of blew up. Dennis Prager was on stage and he's like, I want you all to write this name down. <laughs> and he spelled her name out fully. Leah Thomas. Whoa. I wrote about that in my article for Left Coast Right Watch about that because I was like, that was wild. He was just like, here's a trans person that we are going after next. And now it's like everybody knows Leah Thomas's name. Yep. This year, the transphobia wasn't like, this is something that we need to train you on. It was just like embedded in already. Oh, they already know. Yeah. We hate trans people. It's part of all of our merch now. It's part of all of our commentary now. We all know who Leah Thomas is. She's a now household name for us and we hate her and it's like uh, you kind of saw it like get generated at one of these events like this is who we're bullying next you know yeah it would be nice if people cared this much about women's college athletics if it didn't have <laughs> anything to do with this but yeah she's <laughs> she's basically that hate campaign target and they'll move on to the next one i i, I still find myself shocked at how effectively they've convinced their fan base and they're following to hate trans people that's the one that just shocks me i think almost the most because they're just number one aren't that many mm -hmm. i mean i thought that this was not going to be a winning election strategy for them and it turned out it wasn't but they weren't trying to win an election with this were they they were more trying to radicalize the base even farther and get them seeing you know oh my god there's going to be trans kids in your kids high school and they're going to go to the bathroom with your kids and you need to do something about this and this pushed a certain lizard brain button in a lot of their base, at which point it became this huge thing. And they've used it quite effectively to get hate campaigns going, to get doxing campaigns going, to get people fired from jobs in some cases. It's been a real thing. They actually just got, I'm sure you saw this, I believe a young woman's volleyball scholarship pulled up here, University of Washington, because mm -hmm. they're saying that this person was transgender and didn't disclose that. Outed a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally outed. This was somebody who was living their best life before all of this happened. And now they have to deal with the right wing noise machine on this. And God, where does it end? And yeah, they were definitely talking about that situation also. Again, they kind of tell you, like, they openly will tell you, like, this is the thing that we're going to be hammering on next. There was stickers handing out that said, the next culture war is in the workforce. Like, they're just like, this is our next mission. Here you go. Here's a sticker. Wow. <laughs> you know? And I mean, you've got your guys like Chris Rufo out there doing that, mm -hmm. who are basically doing their haha -ha, snidely whiplash movie villain bit where they're going to tell you about the evil plan. And the next thing you know, Jake Tapper's helping out with the evil plan on <laughs> yeah. CNN. It's like, God damn it. Seriously? Yeah. They are effective at messaging into the normal conversation. Right. And it's the one thing that you find yourself thinking, like, we've absolutely got to get better at this kind of yeah. messaging if we're going to win the next election because they are really successful at getting the media specifically to jump every time they say jump. It's frightening how this keeps happening and these people look like absolute dupes if you look at it, but it doesn't seem to matter. So, yeah, I guess that's one thing we kind of put on the on the list of things to figure out how to do is how to counter message those kinds of arguments besides like calling out the media for being a bunch of lapdogs for Chris Rufo. So all in all, they'd call what they've done in Arizona a success. This convention looked pretty successful. The place looked pretty full. And 
for the prices they were charging, it's kind of hard to see how Charlie isn't going to keep doing this. This doesn't look like it's <laughs> declining, right? No. <laughs> it's a yearly uh, thing, unfortunately. Oh, God. So y'all are stuck with this for <laughs> the time being. Right in the downtown, the convention center. How dare you, convention center? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's just... Ugh. Well, Haley, I really appreciate you doing this and, you know, thank you for your service. Like I said earlier, you're doing the Lord's work here and this cannot be easy. And how can people say thank you and support the rest of your work? Um, Just say hey on Twitter or at Blue Sky or Instagram or whatever you want. I don't, you don't need to support me. This is, you know, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. I, <laughs> I, I'm a, a, I just do everything independently on my own time. So it's it's not a hobby. It's just like a something I do. It's a mission. <laughs> it's a mission. <laughs> I think that's the way you kind of got to look at it to some extent. Like this is something you do because somebody needs to do it. And if you don't do it, who's going to do it? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a Glenn Beck so-called exhibit there, huh. you know? Um, and, you know, you got to talk to some of these people and it's like they're telling me about their fake rat with a bomb up its ass i saw that i couldn't figure out what that was supposed to be i saw that picture i was like okay it's a rat under glass what is this maybe i'll ask she'll explain because i don't understand so uh glenn beck has a a museum apparently in texas so-called museum oh boy and they had like a a little pop-up for it there and like the guy was telling me he was like this is one of those rats the that they put bombs up their ass in World War II to try to blow up German warships. And he was telling me it was real. And I looked on Glenn Beck's website literally immediately after. And he, Glenn Beck even says his rat is a fake. It's a replica. And I was like, this guy just <sighs> fucking lied to my fucking face. And... <laughs> And he had a bunch of other shit that was so-called American history, like wow. Winston Churchill cigar, you know, American history, uh-huh. Winston Churchill. Man, that famous great American <laughs> patriot, Winston Churchill. And they had a, a box that had like the fakest fucking ruby red slippers from Wizard of Oz, some Wonka bars that you could literally buy at the fucking store, the heart necklace from Titanic. Um <laughs> And the mosquito in amber from Jurassic Park all clearly bought props. And he's like, yeah, this is all from the sets. And I'm like, no, the fuck it is not. No, the fuck. No, the fuck it is not. It was the fakest slippers. So what's the point this guy's trying to make here? It's Glenn Beck's exhibit. Glenn Beck's exhibit. It's a pop-up for Glenn Beck's museum that he has it's called like the american experience or some ridiculous shit it's it's not a real museum i was like you're fucking lying to my face (laughs) you know places that will if you take your kids there make them go no contact with you the minute they turn 18 because well you took me to the glenn beck museum when i was 15 (laughs) you know it's oh geez seriously so that was a fun pop-up at America Fest. It's a it's one of those events. Anyways, thanks thanks everybody no, for listening. No worries. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to get down there for that one of these years just just to see how bad it really actually gets. I, yeah, I, we'll hang. We will because <laughs> I kind of want to see it for myself just to see. You know, I, I like a good train wreck every once in a while, and this is what sounds like one of the best train wrecks you can <laughs> possibly go find. Haley, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time today. You keep doing what you're doing, please. We need you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. If you want to hear more, you can find us on the web at didnothingwrongpod.com. 
please make sure you subscribe to get our content straight into your inbox. You can also follow us on Twitter at GrizzaBJJ, G-R-Z-A-B-J-J, as well as DNWPod. We're extremely grateful for paid subscriptions and donations that allow us to keep doing this important work. Thanks, and remember, everyone mentioned did nothing wrong.